0: Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by His Word. Just the last uh, little while, uh, people are starting to put up Christmas lights, and uh, at nighttime, things are, are starting to get lit up. Um, the lights uh, at Christmas time, people don't have them on during during the day. Uh, comes on at night, at, whether it's by timer or by sensor, uh, these lights will come on. And uh, so we have these displays of light happening at this point. We don't need light in the daytime, but we do need light at nighttime. Uh, I was just looking to see how far can a, just one single candle Light be seen, and um, so apparently uh, with the naked eye, uh, you can see a candlelight uh, from almost uh, almost three kilometers away, and that's so uh, that's that's a fair distance just to see a tiny candlelight at night now some some said, well, we can see it maybe a little bit further. I don't know if you, if you were looking. I know the atmosphere has to do something with, so, uh, with the seeing and ob- obviously obstacles. But uh, one tiny candlelight can be seen a number of kilometers away. And it's just it's amazing. It doesn't take much light to be seen when it comes to darkness. I don't know about you, but uh, with the information age that we have, we have so many names that are coming to the forefront. And it's easy because we're inundated. Uh, We we get uh, uh, dings coming up on our phone regarding certain information. It, It just... Anything that's happening, it is known pretty well immediately. Not only do we know about it, but oftentimes there's video footage of it. It's amazing the technology we have at this time. Uh, The Lord, even in uh, Daniel, uh, I believe it's chapter 12, verse 1 or 2, it talks about the fact that information in the last days, and this was like over almost 600 years B.C., 550ish BC it was already told and foretold that the information information would increase that people would run or go to and fro around the globe and that the information in these last days would increase and with that we 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 hear of different people that come to prominence and even currently I don't know there's different people who say, oh, man, this person is a person that is of influence. They're doing much. And Whether it's good or not good, uh, their names come to a forefront. I'm, I'm surprised. I, um, uh, that a, a man that, that basically, I, I don't know if he had any family wealth. I don't think so. But uh, Elon Musk, he. Uh, some of the stuff that this guy is doing or his company is doing and i i don't know where he came from i think he came from nowhere and didn't have any family backing but but has grown to be a person of uh perhaps um, notoriety and and uh influence you know sending people uh out into the atmosphere on a, on spaceships and and uh so we have these names of people that currently are influencing our our world we we have people that are making decisions in fact uh today i just i got i received a text to pr- to pray uh they here in ontario and i don't know if it's already passed or not but they are going into session to see if they could extend the emergency me- measures uh and uh that it would Who knows, uh, there might be another lockdown. I don't know, but to extend emergency measures, pray. Pray for our leaders. Pray for our uh, our prime minister, our premier, the health officials. These people have, uh, by the decisions they're making, they influence us and and society. Uh, We have different names uh, of people, possibly wealthy that may be influencing, maybe not having so much wealth, but are are people that, by things that they say, influence. Just in the last year, year and a half, we've heard much of Bill Gates. We've heard much of Anthony Fauci in the the, uh, United States. We've heard much of different names out there influencing. The question is, what about you? What about me? What influence do we have? Historically, when we look back just in the last 100 years, we say, you know what? Yeah, there were, there were people, individuals, that influenced entire countries, and not just countries, uh, their own country or nation, but the, the nations around. When we think about decisions that were made by Hitler or by Stalin, we're talking about influence that was for extreme negative, and we're talking millions upon millions of lives, tens of millions of lives being lost in just a few years. Families devastated and destroyed. I think all of us here probably know somebody or even had family members uh, that were lost, even in the Second World War. With that, we also have those that that would have influenced for good. I think one of the, the greatest men that lived in the last 100 years was Billy Graham. To, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to, to millions. In fact, some here in this place today, maybe you got saved through his ministry. I know there's at least one person they got saved through his ministry and because of salvation that came it in fact it affected not just his own life but his marriage and then family as there was influence good influence powerful influence by one person one person what can one person do now what can one person do? We're going to look at that in a, in a moment. I I just randomly checked Google, and I, and I just said, you know, the top 100 people that influenced uh, mankind. So this name popped up right away. Uh, this guy, Michael Hart, in 1992, uh, came up with the top 100 people that influenced over the the centuries. And uh, so his choice for the top person that influenced humanity was Muhammad. Then secondly was Isaac Newton, a scientist. Uh, Third was Jesus. I I hope Jesus isn't third in your life. Uh, Fourth was Buddha. Buddha. Uh, fifth, Confucius, a Chinese philosopher. Sixth, Paul of Tarsus, Christian apostle. Hopefully Paul, his writings inspired by the Holy Spirit are, in, are shaping your life. I know they have uh, touched my life 2,000 years later. One man, one individual in the power of the Holy Spirit influence, influencing us 2,000 years later as Half of the New Testament is written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit by Paul. Letters to different churches, to different individuals, and they are rev- relevant today. I say, thank you, Lord. Uh, I didn't know the seventh choice for My- Michael Hart, and I know he changed the, the order of some of these uh, in 1999, because it is a thing of opinion, right? Right? Uh, you know, you, his opinion is different than our opinion. But who has touched you in your life? Who has influenced you in your life? And oftentimes you can you can say, this person, this one person, because of what they said or because of what they did, they influenced my life. My life was changed as a result of one person. Okay. Kai Lun uh, lived in the first century and uh, was a political official in imperial China and was responsible for the invention of paper to be able to write. And so uh, this author here says, yeah, Seventh on his list is the, this individual that influenced so many to have paper. Uh, Johannes Gutenberg Johannes Gutenberg inventor uh, a mechanical m- printing press in the, and I think it was the 15th century that influenced the fact that people could receive so rather than just one book there could be many books written and, and uh, one of the very first books written was the Bible or that it was mass produced so that people could have it. I say thank God for Mr. Gutenberg Christopher Columbus. So a lot of these names I I knew, some I didn't know Uh, Albert Einstein was 10th but as I look at at these individuals the impact that an, an individual can have on us can potentially impact our lives on this side of heaven and possibly for eternity. And that can be going in either direction to either be with God for eternity or be apart from God for eternity. We influence others. What can one person do now? What can I do now? What, what, what is there? For me to do, can I touch another person's life? What is the value of those that are around us? And I know sometimes we, we, we place. We may place more value on a person than on another another person. I had, I had the first time I was accused of of this is that I am. Uh, um, I, I only I I have preference, I pay preference for those that are rich. That was the accusation. I don't I don't consider people that are not rich. I I didn't care for that at all. What is the value of a life? How important, and once again, I recognize that sometimes we we put different people to be of great importance to us, but we need to recognize the value of life, and of just one life, one soul. Jesus said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. I want to save my life. I'm going to lose it. If I give my life up for Jesus, to Jesus, I will save my life. He will save me. Then Jesus makes an interesting comment, actually a question. And it is a statement by God of the value of one soul. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses or is, is himself destroyed or lost? Let me read it again. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? What the Lord is saying here according to him You could gain everything in this world. Can you imagine the assets of the entire globe combined? We're talking way beyond trillions of dollars and whatever the next designation may be. The Lord God is saying that a person's soul is of more value than the entire globe, all the assets combined. So, he doesn't say, well, just, it's just of those that are of importance. He's talking about every single life. The life that begins at conception. The moment of conception, already the value of that soul. Can you imagine as those that made decisions to say it's all right to, to have abortion and to, to go ahead and have abortion, the lives lost, and, and maybe there's somebody here that uh, you may have had an abortion. I'm not here to I'm not here to judge, but I am here to say that the Lord Jesus Christ values even from the point of conception. And I thank God that, that God loves us, and even as we would confess, Lord, you know what that was that was me as a, as a mother. And I, I gave up my, my child. The Lord, as we come before him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I, I've, I've been told that one of the things that, that mothers have that are not necessarily told is there is an extreme emotional effect on the loss of a child. Before birth, and uh, and especially with abortion, the 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 value of one soul. There's that we would recognize the value of one soul. That we would be able to influence people for eternity on this side of heaven already, because after a person leaves this planet, it's too late. The decisions for where we will spend eternity takes place on this side of heaven before we die. It is appointed unto man to die, and then the judgment, Hebrews nine twenty seven. It talks about the fact that when we die, it's not over. There is judgment then, and the judgment takes place immediately as to where the spirit and soul of the person that dies is going to be and spend eternity. And immediately the the judgment comes in the person that is a follower of Jesus Christ, a believer in Jesus Christ, for their sin and for their salvation and for their life eternal. That decision is made before they die. And that the decision, as they make that decision should they die, their soul and their spirit immediately goes to be with the Lord. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. For those that do not believe in Jesus Christ, the moment they die, that's why it's so important and so critical, especially before a person, uh, as they're dying or as they, uh, you know there's not much time left, is if they don't know about Jesus that they would have an opportunity to come to know about Jesus. Because when they are dead, their spirit and soul, there, there's a judgment that takes place immediately, and so the spirit and soul of somebody that didn't believe in Jesus is immediately put in hell. Immediately. Now, there is a judgment coming, a great white throne judgment where every single thing that a person said and did that says the books will be opened. And every single thing, if it's not covered by the blood, there's, there's going to be a legal court. That I, I, Every single person that ever existed will stand before God Almighty. This is, obviously, it's going to take time but we won't be in need of time when it comes to eternity. God is a just God. It says, whoever's name was not written in the book of life were cast into the lake of fire. The value of one's soul to influence somebody for eternity is the greatest thing that we can do. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God doesn't want to have anybody go to hell. You want to see, Pastor, why? You know what? People choose on their own where they're going to spend eternity. They choose. He who believes in me. Now, you've got, you got to recognize John 3, 16, who's doing the speaking there. It is Jesus. And he's speaking to a religious man, a priest, a leader. And he, in John 3, we recognize even by name, Nicodemus came by night. And he's asking Jesus questions, and Jesus starts to talk to him. And, and so we think, well, you know what? If we're religious, we're okay. This was a religious leader, and, and the Lord Jesus said, you know what? You must be born again to the religious leader. And he goes on to say about the thing of condemnation to be condemned. He who believes in him and Jesus is not condemned in the Son of God. And he's saying, basically he's saying, I am the Son of God. I'm the Son of God. He who believes in Him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. I thank God this morning. I don't know if you caught it. Almost every song was talking about the name of Jesus. I, I didn't know. The Holy Spirit knew which songs needed to be uh, chosen this morning. Josh didn't know what the message was about this morning. His name. To believe in the name that is above every single name. And this is the condemnation. This is how people are condemned. That the light has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. You know what? People struggle to be in a church, especially where there is even a mention of sin. And with sin, that we know we have the solution. The cross of Christ, his blood shed for us, is the solution, is the only solution for sin. There is no other solution. People have a hard time being in church at times if they're practicing sin. I pray to God, you let me know if I ever start to tickle your ears. You know what, pastor, just tell me what I want to hear. I don't want to hear anything else. I don't want to come to church and have conviction that there would be a light for everyone practicing evil, hates the light, and does not come to light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth, you want to find truth, you want to have truth, you want to live for eternal, eternity, even as you come, well, you come to the light, you accept Jesus, the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God, that you recognize who Jesus is, and what he did for you on a cross, because it It was because of what he did that we have life. Praise God. Praise God. It is because of who he is and what he did for you that you have life today. And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, that this today, before we finish, you will have an opportunity. If you have gone astray, that you would be able to come back. Because we need Jesus. And we need to share Jesus with others. We need to share Jesus with others in these days. What can one person do? There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as priest, Zacharias, before God and in the order of his division, according to the custom of, his, of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. So it came around. So It was his time to burn incense in the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, Zacharias, standing on the right side of the altar of incense, And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer is heard. So obviously they were praying, Lord, could we have children? Could we have a child? We would like to have a child. God, please, let us have a child. And so this angel says, Your prayer is heard, and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. John means Jehovah is a gracious giver. That's what John means. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord, their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Man, what a, what a message that is to Zacharias, to the father. The son that you and Elizabeth will have are, is going to impact people. He will impact people. He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord, their God. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord, to prepare them for the Lord. What a beautiful, beautiful message. God, do you have a plan for my life? Lord, could I be one that would be able to prepare others for the Lord? Can I be a person that would be able to get people ready to say, I want Jesus in my life? Can I be that person? And who I am, the things that I say, the things that I do, can my life influence somebody for eternity? When I think about Elon Musk, I think, you know what? doing such amazing things. But how many people has he, allowed, has he prepared for the Lord to spend eternity with God, to live forever with him? I don't know. Everything is so temporary when it comes to this world and the things of this world are temporary. People come and go, Lord, that there would be something that I can do for the value of one's soul to bring them to Jesus Christ. Let me do that. Let who I am touch others. Let me influence them. Lord, what would you say to me? This word is an amazing word to John or to Zacharias about their son, John, that would be born. In Ephesians 2 verse 8, does God have a plan for you? For by grace you have been saved through faith. You have been saved because of the grace of God and you believe by faith in Jesus Christ and you were saved. And that not of yourselves. It's nothing that you could do. It is the gift of God. It is not of any work that you do lest we would begin to boast and say, well, it was because I was so good that I made it. We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It is only the grace of God extended to us in Jesus Christ that as we have faith in Him that we have life eternal. And then it says, even as we are saved, it says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That God has a plan that is specific for you as a child of God. That was prepared before all time began. God knew that I would exist, that you would exist And he says, I have a plan that's specific for you. Who knows that there may not be another Billy Graham even in our midst right now? We don't know, God, that I would be used for you because you have a plan and purpose that is specific to me. Lord God, let me be a person that would impact and influence others. What can a person do? What can one person do? John 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, Jesus, the Word. And without Him, nothing was made that was made. Jesus had a part in every single thing of creation. All things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now listen, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light, capital L, the light, Jesus Christ, that all through him might believe, even through John, that they would believe in the light. God sent John to prepare the way for for people to believe in Jesus. John was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. Without light, there is no life. And Jesus, he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him, the Jews. Even to this day, very few re- have received Jesus. They're still waiting. 90, probably 99%, if not more, of the Jewish people are still waiting for the Messiah. just want you to know that. Now, we have Judeo-Christian beliefs. The Jews only, they grab a hold of the Old Testament to, to a certain extent, some Passages referring to Jesus, they sort of, man, they have a hard time with Isaiah 53. Don't read Isaiah 53 to a a Jew. They don't know who is being referred to there. Or if we would even indicate it's Jesus, there's a rejection. But... Verse 12, as many as received him, Jesus, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. We just have to believe in his name. I love what was being sung this morning. I just want the worship team, you're going to sing a song. I'll let you, Josh, you can pick which one you're going to sing. His name, to believe in his name. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, in Jesus' name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Are born of God. The moment we receive Christ into our life, I grab a hold of him by faith and I allow him to be a part of my life and come into my life. I am born of God. There's a supernatural spiritual thing that takes place instantly and there's a change that takes place spiritually that we become we come alive we are born of God the Father. I was born October 14th, 1963. I was born again in the summer of 1973. I was 7 years of age. I'm 58 years now, 58 years of age. The greatest decision I made was when I was seven years of age. I was born of God. John, John sent from God. Listen, are you of God? To be sent from God, you need to be of God. I would say the majority of you here this morning are of God because you've allowed Jesus to save you of your sins. Those that are watching online this morning, many of you are saved, but there might be some that are watching, whether it's now or down the road, that you don't know Jesus. And even as you place your faith in Jesus, you are born of God. You become alive spiritually. Praise God. But we are as we are born of God, we are of God, that we would also be from God and sent from God. Lord, send me. Use me. Lord, I'm willing to be used. See, a person that is sent from God is not just from God or of God, but the next thing he will do is, as he said, he say, I will be obedient. John was obedient. Do you know how John died? John the Baptist, and we're talking about John the Baptist here. John the Baptist, and we're not talking the disciple, John the disciple of Jesus who wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit this gospel of John. John the Baptist was beheaded. His head was brought to the king on a platter because... The woman that he was with was not his wife. And John was saying, hey, this is not right. And this woman decided, hey, uh, the daughter danced before the king and the king says, I'll give you part of my kingdom. What do you want, girl? And her mother says, we want John's Asked for John's head on a platter. That's how John died. Obedient to God, even to the point of death. For what? To do what? To bear, bear witness of the light. John came. Verse 7. John 1, 7 says, This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light. Jesus Christ, the light. That all through him might believe through Jesus Christ, believing on Jesus Christ, but also through John, because of who John was, being a witness of the light, that others would come to know Jesus. We can do the same. We are of God. Lord, let me be from you to be sent to do the work that you would have me do. I, I, I am saying, yes, sir. I am willing to be obedient to you because I can change Those that are around me as I share Jesus Christ with them as I'm a witness of the light. I can be a witness of the light. Yes, Lord, I can be a witness of the light in who I am even without saying a word. And Lord, as your Holy Spirit would prompt me that I would have the sensitivity to open my mouth in boldness to share Jesus Christ. We're talking about People spending eternity with the Lord or apart from the Lord. Lord, let me prepare them to believe in you. Can I do that? Can I have an impact on this planet? I know that in heaven. Once we get to heaven, those that may have gone before us, that may have passed away or whatever, if you led them to the Lord before they died, I know probably one of the first things that will happen when you get to heaven when that trumpet sounds and we are caught up. It says the dead in Christ will rise first and then we who remain will be caught up to be with the Lord and so we will be with him forever. I just say one of the first things will be those that we let to the Lord, them coming to us and just saying thank you for preparing me to receive Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for who you were, the things that you said. You shared Jesus with me and I am with the Lord for all eternity. And man, you cannot believe the things that are here. Let me show you. I'm sure my dad's experiencing that even now. Those that were impacted by my father and mother and there's a thanks thanks ron thanks reinhold for touching my life what can one person do it's interesting what john says even as he began his ministry and continued his ministry all pointing to jesus christ it says after these things jesus john 3:22 It's right after Jesus' account. It says, After these things, Jesus and his disciples came into the land of Judea, and there he remained with them and baptized. Now John also was baptizing in uh, Enon near Salem, because there was much water there, and they came and were baptized. For John had not yet been thrown into prison. Then there arose a dispute between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan to whom you have testified, here's the Lamb of God. Behold, he is baptizing and all are coming to him. They're all going after Jesus. And listen to John's response. Listen to John's response. John answered and said, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from from heaven. Number one, there is an acknowledgement of God in his life. Let there be an acknowledgement of God in your life. Lord, I acknowledge you in my life. Impact my life. Work through me. Look what he continues to say. You yourself bear me witness that I said I am not the Christ. I I didn't say that I was a Christ, but I've been sent before him to, to make a way, prepare him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. There's a rejoicing about the fact that people were coming to Jesus. John the Baptist began to rejoice. And then he says, He must increase, but I must decrease. Lord Jesus that you would increase in my life. Who you are would increase in my life. Let that be for each and every one of us. Jesus, that you would increase, that I would decrease. Not my will, your will be done in my life. Let your will be done in my life. You say, well, what can I do? As we acknowledge God and as we say, Lord, you be Lord of my life, not my will be done. Jesus, let your will be done. You increase in my life. As we begin to do that, there is changes that can happen not just on you, but through you to impact others. It doesn't matter what background you have. It, doesn't, it matters not what your education or lack of education. It doesn't matter on your skills or not. Lord, I'm going to surrender to you, and you can make an impact in other people's lives. That he would increase in my life, and I would decrease. That would be who we are that Jesus would be Lord he who comes from above is above all he who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth he who comes from heaven is above all and what he has seen and heard that he testifies and no one receives his testimony he who has received his testimony has certified that God is true for he whom God has sent speaks the words of God for God does not give the Spirit by measure, the Holy Spirit. He's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. He's, he came from above. Now, we would listen. We would receive this, his testimony of who he is. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God does not give the Spirit by measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. He who believes in the Son, has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. That we would prepare people to believe in Jesus. We would allow them to come to know Jesus. John was sent. You might say, am I called? Am I chosen? Can I be sent by the Lord? I read this passage just last week. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Do you love God? Are you called according to his purpose? Not my will, your will be done. You're called. We're chosen for his purposes. He's got a purpose for you, for whom he foreknew. And he knew you from before time began. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, God is saying, listen, I, I desire for you to grab a hold of what I have for your life. It's, already, it's before time began. There was a, it was predestined. Here's your plan. Here's a plan for each and every one of you. That you would grab a hold of it. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. I like what it says in the next verse. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? It doesn't matter your capabilities or lack thereof, because if God is for us, who can be against us? You and I, we can be an influencer on people that don't know Jesus and that we would be a light, that we would be a witness, that we would be used by God in these last days. What can I do now in these last days? And I want to close with this, if I could have the worship team come. Matthew 24, I want to read from verse 3 regarding the last days. And I already referred to this this past Wednesday. If you, didn't, if you weren't here, you didn't catch the Wednesday service, go back and catch the Wednesday service. It's talking about what, what is my purpose right now. And this is one of the passages I read. Listen, we are living in the last days. If you don't see it, get your head out of the sand. For goodness sake, we're who knows how much time we have left. As Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? When that, the, the temple will come down? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? What are, what, what are we going to have at the end of the age? So he, there's three questions here. He's answering them in chapter 24. But listen. Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. If there is another way that is presented about having life eternal and it doesn't include Jesus Christ, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. There is No other way. Take heed that no one deceives you, that your faith is not in yourself. It's not in your good works. It's not in your religion. It's not in the church that you attend or you're saying, well, hey, this is because I'm this and that and this other person. That's why I will be saved. I'm a good person. I I believe in myself or in my church. Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. Say, hey, there's another way. It's not through Jesus Christ. I'm the one that can lead you. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. and There will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Just the beginning. Listen, folks. We're in the beginning. This is just the beginning of sorrows. We're living in the last days. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. In the last year and a half, there has been a targeting specific specifically of Christians I'm telling you i who would have ever thought that you know what you defy the government in coming to church that you could end up in jail? We have pastors here in Canada that have spent time in jail who would have ever thought I just heard last week was right on the news they were coming and slamming this, this little tiny church because they had defied the orders and they were together or something or I don't know what exactly what it was and they said it's all because of this one church people died from COVID I'll tell you there is going to be a persecution that comes. And then many will be offended. I will, uh, will betray one another and will hate one another. You know what? I just heard that an entire family did not get together. All the children got together. The parents didn't, weren't allowed to come because they weren't vaccinated. What? What? You're not allowed to. In fact, they planned it sort of secretly. Hey, so and so's having a birthday. The parents found out. Well, we can't come because we're not vaccinated. Kids didn't want them there. Their own parents. What? I pray to God that that's not you. Let us not be in such a way. You know what? I won't have interaction with you whether you're because you're vaccinated or not vaccinated or whatever. Are you kidding me? We would love one another in these last days. And there's this thing of, of people being offended, will betray one another, will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. I'll tell you, people are... I heard also this past week that neighbors are riding on their... This, this person was, is incarcerated this is in Australia, because they had Kentucky Fried Chicken in their trunk because they were where they were not supposed to be. They're confined to their houses, and God forbid that you go, get, go out to get Kentucky Fried Chicken. The lady is in, I think it was the lady, is in, in, in jail right now. Now Listen. There's a lawlessness will abound. There's something that is not right with what's going on. I don't want to focus so much on that. It says, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. If that's happening, I, I pray to God it's not happening in your family. Don't let it happen in your family. Don't let it happen in your family that the love is growing cold. John says that the father's that children would, there would be a restoration of relationship, children with their parents, and vice versa. But he who endures the end shall be saved. Now, this is a verse I want to focus in on, verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom, kingdom of God, will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Jesus spoke this 2000 years ago. Chapter 24. This is Jesus talking. Lord, we are in the end days. Let your word be fulfilled in and through me, in and through us at this time. Can somebody say amen? Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. You say pastor? Are you are you afraid? Not for a second. The only time I'm afraid is when I stop looking to Jesus. When I start looking at the situation, I start getting afraid. Because I, uh, when I keep my eyes on the Lord, there's no fear. Say, Pastor, are you are you afraid of COVID? Are people vaccinated or not vaccinated? Are you afraid? No, I'm not. Are you afraid to to die? No. Are you afraid to go to prison? No. my thing, and there's been an urging on me by the Holy Spirit that we would do whatever we can that the gospel of Jesus Christ would be preached. Let it be through you. Let us be like John to bear witness of the light. People need light in the darkness. And we are children of light that there would be a light emanating from us to show Jesus and who we are. That we could possibly touch just one person for Jesus before our time here on earth is finished. Can we stand together? I just wanna give invitation. I don't know when Jesus is coming, but I know he is coming soon. I don't know when that's gonna be, but Lord, Listen, if there are people here today and you have family members, you're saved and your family members are not, whether it's a spouse, whether it's children, whether it's parents, relatives that aren't saved. I'm in agreement with you for the salvation of families. There would be salvation that would come. Because I'll tell you right now, when that trumpet sounds... If we think things are bad now, after the trumpet sounds, Revelations chapter 6 will begin to unfold right to chapter 19. You read Revelation 6 to 19. It has not happened yet, like some might say. Revelation has already come to pass. Are you kidding me? The scrolls have not been opened yet, or the seals off the scroll have not been opened yet. The trumpets have not sound yet. The vials have not been poured out yet. What is coming is going to make what we're going through right now seem like, my goodness, those were good times. You don't want to have anybody left during that time, as I said to somebody just the other week. If you are left behind, because they say, I don't believe, I don't believe. If you are left behind, for goodness sake don't take the mark. Don't take the mark if you're left behind. You say, what's, what's going to happen to me? It'll probably cost you your life, but my goodness, at least you will spend eternity with God. You take the mark and you will spend, you will be apart from God for eternity. That's what the Lord says. All those that took the mark, all those that took the mark, they're not written in the book of life. Mark's not, hasn't come yet. No, the vaccination is not the mark. But I'll tell you, man, is there a setup happening right now. There's a push. There is a push for things. What a setup. What a setup. I can see so clearly now the things of revelation taking place. It's like, yeah, yeah. We have a job to do in these last days. So if there's anybody here, if we could just bow our heads. Is there anybody here you need to give your life back to the Lord? Uh, and I can't see up in the balcony, but is there anybody here you need to give your life to Jesus? Or come back or get right with the Lord? Just quickly raise your hand. I want to I wanna pray for you. Is there anybody? Yes, anybody else? Is there anybody else you need to give your life to Jesus? Maybe you once gave your life, but man, you know you've walked away and you need to come back. Is there anybody that needs to give their life to Jesus? Yes, anybody else? Anybody else? We want to pray for those individuals. And Maybe you're too afraid to put up your hand or you're just saying, and maybe you're online right now and you're listening. I want to say a simple prayer that a seven-year-old can say and believe and have life as we believe, as we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart? Can we just pray together as a church for those two individuals and who know, knows who else is online that would say that, that prayer? Let's say together, Jesus, I have sinned, but you took all my sins And you bore them on the cross. And you died for me. You took my consequences to be apart from God for eternity so that I can have forgiveness of sins and have life eternal with you. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I believe that you are seated on the right hand of the Father. All power and authority is yours. I invite you into my life. Be my Lord. And send me out to see others come to know you. amen. Lord, I just, I thank you for those that have given their life to you this morning, for those perhaps online that have given their life to you. Lord, I just pray you will reveal yourself to them powerfully at this time in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray as your word says that your spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, that it will happen right now. Lord, that there's a bearing witness of your spirit with our spirit saying, you are a child of God. Lord, that it happen right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray that there will be a transformation of life that will take place. And Lord, we pray right now as well that you will use us like you used John the Baptist, that we are sent out. We say, yes, Lord, send us out. We are of you. We want to be sent from you. And we want to be obedient to you. And we want to bear witness of the light. Let it be in Jesus' name lord that we will win others for you at this time i just thank you and i praise you you are an amazing amazing god hallelujah if you've given your life to jesus uh, you can either reach me on uh at uh, pastor at lighthouse or you can see me if you give your life to the lord i would love to pray with you and just give you a little bit of instruction so come see me i'll be here at the front here and uh or if you have other needs um, Will be at the front here, and, and you can uh, we can bring those before the Lord. You've got the song. We'll sing us in closing as soon as the song is is finished. You are dismissed if you have to leave already. Uh, God bless you. Uh, but let's sing on to the Lord. Lord, He is an awesome God. Praise God. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website lighthouseniagara.com.